You lost that, that love and feeling. Oh, that love and feeling. You lost that love and feeling. Now it's gone, gone, gone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You stole my song. I know. That was Jim's song. You never closed your eyes when we kiss anymore. I can't, I can't remember the lyrics. Top Gun. Top, Top Gun. gun. Top Jim, gun. Had, Jim had a construction version of that song. Oh, did he? Did Sorry. it make me think about Top Gun, but your version made me think about Top Gun. <laughs> All right, Jim. So we got an interesting show today. Yeah, we do, man. Yeah, we want to sure. talk about reynoldsforheroes.org. Dot org. Your charity, what you, you've been involved with, and, and how long now has it been? Ten years. Ten years. And it's totally legit, right? <laughs> it's totally legit. <laughs> Just want to get that out there. <laughs> so people understand that it's a legit charity, has a really amazing cause. It's so, not paying for your motorcycle? <laughs> no, no, no. No. And we've got two very special guests. So right beside me, I've got Mike. And Mike, you're from Helmets to Hard Hats? Uh, no, I'm with the Carpenters Union, uh, Local 27 out of Toronto, uh, representing uh, the veterans that are transitioning through Helmets to Hard Hats. Cool. And then next to you, you got Dean. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'm a, a veteran as well, and uh, I have a safety company, so I've taken what I've learned from the military and moved it over to safety. Very nice. So just so you know, both these guys sit on the Renos for Heroes board. Nice. All right. Of course, they just said they're both veterans. And when were you guys were in the military? When, how far back? I know we were talking off mic before the show started. A little <laughs> um, while. I, I myself have been out of the service for 25 years now and been a member of the Carpenters Unions since I got out in 95. And I got out in 98. It's hard to believe. It's like 21, 22 years ago now. Seems like yesterday, you know. And but Dean what? and I both served together in, in the same battalion in Germany. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah, yeah. But he never went to the concert. Which concert? <laughs> <laughs> the wall. Oh, the wall. The wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah the wall was great <laughs> in Germany. Some some off mic stories that were happening there. Okay, cool. Well, you guys served in Bosnia. Yes. Together. Yeah. With the UN. With the UN, yes. You were a paratrooper. Well, yeah, I was with the Airborne Regiment. Uh, Airborne. I spent uh, some years there, but in Bosnia, I was with Pioneer Platoon. So, so what's that mean? Like this well, is all, we're this is all fixing, new. Yeah. Fixing bridges, uh, finding landmines, uh, clearing. Like an engineer. Uh, minor engineering tasks. That's okay. what, uh, that's what, what my own man does. did when he was in the Army. Yeah. When did you go into the service? I was 17. Wow. Yeah, right. I joined 17, retired uh, at. Uh, how young 30. are you? Am I the young? I'm, I'm the youngest guy at the table here. Is that what's going on? I don't, that's not the usually math? the case. You're doing the math here, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> retired for uh, 20 some odd years. Yeah. Were you one of those rebellious kids that you. Yeah. yeah. It was the only it place was, that was going to yeah. tame you down. <laughs> Nobody else is going to take me. <laughs> when it, when the, the judge says, uh, well. You can go to jail, son. You're old enough for jail. You had that story, too? Yeah. <laughs> I had the same story. Yeah. It was so military or go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> good choice, huh? Yeah. yeah. It was a good choice. That's our way of doing a draft. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pick the people that are going to jail and put them in the military. <laughs> we don't want to get so, in trouble. Edit that up. <laughs> and so, Jim, how did you get started with it? How did you come up with getting that... Reynolds for Heroes started. So 11 years ago, doing a trip, going across the country, driving around by myself. A buddy of mine called uh, another contractor, and he was just, you know, basically just needed a little shoulder to 
cry on. He said, no, my son just got back from, Af my son-in-law just got back from Afghanistan. He says, you know, he came home and they have a little baby. He really doesn't know how to deal with his wife now. He doesn't know how to deal with his kid. And he says, you know, then he got asked to go to Ottawa and they gave him a medal. And I said, well, how does the medal help what he just came home with? And he goes, well, it doesn't. That's, that's the thing. So anyways, I just, you know, hung up and I started thinking more and more about it. I go, you know what, we're hearing about, you know, the ones that have sacrificed everything and have been, um, you know, sacrificed their life, basically. I said, well, war is war. There has to be wounded. Came home, spoke to my brother, who's a big, he was in the militia, I guess, wasn't he? Yeah, the reserve he was in, unit. He was yeah. in the reserve. And, uh, and he's, a, he's a big history buff and you know, knows a ton about, um, about the, uh, the military. So I said, look, dude, we gotta do something. And uh, so we just did some more investigation, found out that there was, at the time, I think about 50 to 60 soldiers that had lost limbs. And that's where we kind of wanted to focus because of our, what we do. Reached out to the military and asked, you know, who do you need help with? I made it very clear to the military at the time. I said, don't ask us for the money. I'm not going to give you the money. You just give us the soldier and we'll do the work. Um, and that's the way we, you know, that's how we, that's how we basically do it now. And we don't get told, you know, how to spend the money. So we have, I don't know, we've probably done 25, 30. Yeah. You know, yeah. soldiers already, and wow. you know, with, and most of them probably wouldn't even say most of them now. I'd say probably half of them had have lost limbs, but we're really starting to find out now too. You know, more and more with the PTSD, that um, you know, just doing some small little things for them in the house or even out in their backyard, give them somewhere to go, just to you know, have their own little Zen garden or something, right? Yeah, it it helps them a ton. You know, we've been doing this 10 years, and, um, I, you know, the hardest thing with this is getting them to come forward. They don't all, want the help, like they, or they don't want to ask. It's they pride. don't want to ask. They don't want to they ask. Wanna They're ask. very proud. And that's, that's been the problem from, from day one. It's almost we have to find out about them through someone else. But mm -hmm. we, we do have someone that we have to go through in the uh, in the military because there are some sad to say that will try to take advantage really? of what we do and and what other you know uh, charities and foundations will do for them you know ones that already have enough they'll even try to come and get more when you know the one that really needs to help so, so, they, so they are vetted right is that yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we vet them and, and, and we've seen cases where the ones that need the help the most deny it and say, no, no, go help this guy first. Yeah. Most of the time that's what will happen. The veterans will, will, will say, help my brother out first. I'm okay. That's a veteran thing. Yeah. 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 I, I don't want to get too far, but so basically www.reynoldsforheroes.org. Yep. Is the, the website on Instagram? It's Reynolds for Heroes. Reynolds for Heroes. Yep. And then with you guys, uh, Dean, you've got www.fast-rescue.com. 
And so that you can help out people with health and safety on the job site, construction sites. Exactly. And then with Mike, you're uh, associated with the Carpenters Union, but you're also associated with Triple W Helmets 2, which is T-O hardhats.ca. Correct. Cool. We usually start the show with a little bit of history, but you guys probably know more than me. But I wanted to ask you guys, how many countries recognize Remembrance Day? Because we are, you know, recording this, so to speak, on Remembrance Day, and we want to share this on November 11th. Did you do the research? On I this? did the research. <laughs> That's so, so this, this is It's a fixed question. He always comes out with these questions. <laughs> but I, I was actually surprised. I thought I, I didn't think it was this many, but um, it's 54. Really? Yeah, there's there's quite a few. Yeah, there's in the Commonwealth. I was going to say the Commonwealth countries. That, that's basically where it all started, yeah. and and of course America recognizes it, but they changed it in '54, 1954. They changed it to Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Yeah. All right. That's right. But it all began 1919, right after uh, November first, November 11th, 1919, and 11 a.m. was when it began. But that's when it was officially signed. It actually was signed at yeah. 5 a.m., and it was six hours later. That it became official, and that's why the eleventh, eleventh, eleventh of the hour, right. right? And so that's, and I thought that was really interesting. And uh, everyone treats it. Everybody as part of the fifty-four treats it as, as a minimum, a minute of silence. Yep. They do that, and a lot of it is attached to the whole unknown soldier. And each of the Commonwealth countries recognize that unknown soldier, and there are those graves that are recognized as the unknown soldier, yeah. which I thought was amazing. Yeah, I, I mean. Were you at Vimy, weren't you? Yes, I went you to went Vimy. To, yeah. You went to Vimy. For so the 100th then, year celebration. Yeah. Right. And then I went the year after, I think. I yeah. took I took my brother for his, for his birthday. How is, right. like, how is that? Oh. So here, so. I want to do that one day. I'm getting shivers right now just thinking of it. Right. And, and I never served, so I can't even think what they think. But my, um, my dad served and my uncle served. My uncle's still alive now. He's at Sunnybrook Veterans. He's 98. Wow. Fantastic. He landed on Juneau Beach. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when my brother and I went to Juneau Beach and we did the whole thing, we had a, uh, we had a, um, uh, what do you call it? A guy, the guy, a guide, that, a history guy from, from England. And we had him for five days. And we went. To a different site every day from you know from france to brussels and all over the place the craziest thing we went to not dunkirk what's the other one where they landed um one of the, one of the battles that did not go well um my history in world war ii is not that great so oh, <laughs> oh that really bugs me i forget now anyway my brother's mother-in-law's first husband lost, they were married three months and lost his life there. And I, I will come up with the name. Anyway, we had, we're, we're in the cemetery. It's all Canadian cemetery. And my brother goes, this is the guy's name. Let me go see if I can find it. It's two rows in from the gate. And there he was. Oh, wow. 23 years old. Married. They were married for three months and never came back. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. But the Canadian, like the, the, the cemeteries over there are so well kept. Like you can, it's, they're actually, it's beautiful. It's a, mm -hmm. like, it's an amazing 
beautiful sight, and Canada is like you rock. We're, we're hailed absolutely. Oh, yeah. well, I, I right. was in Holland actually. Uh, they flew over uh, some vets. There's probably five plane loads of vets. They they flew over, and uh, this time I was playing in the pipes and drums. I was uh, the, the the lead drummer, and we're in a place called Arnhem where they had the bridge too far. They reenacted the uh, the crossing of the bridge. The engineers. Uh, built the bridge and they got the tanks across, which they were able to uh, fight off the Germans and, and liberate Holland. You want to talk about emotion, my God. I mean, the, both sides of the street were like eight people deep for as far as your eyes can see, and they were just screaming as we were marching and uh, getting these vets across this bridge. It's crazy. It was just, oh yeah, it was just such a... Proudly showing the oh red and white, God. huh? Exactly. Wow, Canada's very well recognized. And respected for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure, for those events, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then when we we went to um, where Vimy is and and looking at the uh, all the uh, all the trenches and the miles and miles of trenches and you know and still they don't you know there's fences up saying you know do don't walk out there's still undetonated yeah. bombs and stuff right but just to see and you. I mean, it's all green grass and everything else, and it looks like this. But if you picture what what they actually lived in, like it was just mud, mud, rats, this, like, and and this is the way they lived for weeks, months, on end. Like it was just ugh. Like to to go through it, they they went through is like you have to go. Like I. I will take my grandchildren there and just to say, hey, just so you know what this is what, you know, Remembrance Day is all about. This is, you know, it's decades and decades and decades and decades that you just don't want our kids and the future kids to forget what generate what that generation actually did. Some will say it's it was the greatest generation that ever. The sacrifices. That that was yeah, the sacrifices that were made to yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy, and you can see these guys are pretty quiet about when you talk about it, right? <laughs> well, hey man, these these are the people that uh, really did pave the way for us and gave us these liberties that we have today. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. They they actually uh, this year uh, because of COVID and we're not able to get together for Remembrance Day the way we we normally do. I'm taking it upon myself to bring my daughter to a place, uh, Shanty Bay, which is just outside of Barrie. They have a black grave site with World War II veterans. There's probably about 60, I didn't 70 know this. names. Yeah, really? I, so a friend of mine sent me a, a picture of it about a year ago, and the other day I'm going through. I said, "Hey, Shanty Bay," because he said, "You know, your your family's name is on this uh, the site, and these are oh, wow. veterans that have uh, blacks that have fought for Canada." Really? Yeah. I was in, just in, in Shanty, Shanty Bay, Bay last Bay. week. Yeah. Wow. The two of us are going to go there. I'm sure there's nice. not going to be a lot of nice. people, and that's where we're going to uh, spend the, this Remembrance Day. Wow. Yeah. So I'm curious, why did you gentlemen actually join? What was the real reason why you joined? <laughs> I know we joked Jail. about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was any incarceration option no, on no. the table. No, no. No, they're actually... <laughs> Is it in the family? Is it in the tree? <laughs> Same thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Dean's actually giving me some signaling here. No, no, no. no it, it's all good. It's all good, man. 
<laughs> he thought we, I, you thought I was joking. No, I So there's a 50 50 here then. Uh, no, no, I, I, I was. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, actually, I had to bust my, my butt to go back to school and get, uh, get my education. So it was like my, at 17, um, yeah, I was in the army and I, you know, you learn so much. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, it's discipline, it was, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I had a little hair under my nose, and, and I knew everything. Mm. You know, as a teenager, my God, very hard-headed, as they call it. Uh, so we, yeah. we all, I think every generation of that age is always that way. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, yeah, it was really a, a, a situation of, you know, you're going to be on the street, you're going to find yourself dead in the jail or in the army, sir. Wow. So. Hmm, that's good to know. Wow. <laughs> Our family has a bit of history. My my grandfather served in World War II with the artillery. Pretty much had chased Rommel right through northern Africa and into Italy. And we had we had actually immigrated from Italy in the early 1900s, right after I think the World War One, and immigrated to England. And uh, my grandfather actually changed the last name to from Manfredi to Humphreys. His father did, and then. He served in World War II in, in Africa in the artillery, and I was always just fascinated with some of the... He didn't really get into great details of the stories and stuff like that, but just that whole... And growing up watching you know, war movies and stuff like that. But it and, must be difficult to share these stories because I, I can't compare what you guys have seen or what others have experienced, and definitely from that generation from World War One or Two. I can't compare anything of that in my own life, right? So it must be very difficult to share those stories of what you guys experienced, what you guys seen. And, and it, I guess it's, it, it's it, I'm trying to figure out, is it refreshing to offload that, like to kind of share it with somebody else? Or is it that the brotherly, the brotherly connection to give it to somebody else and speak about it? Well, for me, it took uh, quite a few years to be able to even open it up. Really? Yeah, I had to get some help. I know one day my um, my psychologist said, uh, or a friend said, uh, you've been seeing somebody, obviously, because I was able to uh, to unload a little bit more and open up a lot more. But for, say, it took me over 25 years before I would uh, would say anything about anything that I experienced or my feelings or anything else. It was, uh, you know, you're kind of told to suck it up and, uh, you know, hold it in and be a man, uh, that sort of thing, so... Anybody else who went, did you guys, I, I don't know the situation with kids or anything like that, did you guys influence anybody to go into the service as well? I would. Yeah? Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. I would. Okay. It's probably one of the best things uh, uh, to, to learn. You learn so much in the military. Uh, it shaped you guys to the people that you are today. It, yeah. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Oh, ab- yeah, for yeah. sure. I but don't also, think I'd be where I am today if I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You're not Even, alone. Yeah. you got teamwork. You, know, yeah. you find your brotherhood and yeah. the sisterhood that... Uh, a bond that's it's unbreakable. Yeah, like Dean and I hadn't been in touch with each other for quite a few years, and just out of a fluke coincidence, we reconnected again. It's like, like so, it was like yesterday. Like we had, hadn't been apart, kind of thing, yeah. right? It's it was years. No time. No you know, time is, um, uh... and and same with the other guys that we keep meeting up with over the years. It's it's just instant, right? It's it's completely different than any other person that you may have. I have childhood friends that I'm still in touch with. It's, it's different. I have a good connection with them as well. My people that I served with in the military, it's, it's different, 100%. You found something? There it is. Jim's found... Uh, it's Dieppe. The mar- wow. Oh, Dieppe, eh? Wow. Yeah. 
And then when we got we got to the beaches at the uh, no wonder it was a like a, 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 a slaughter. <laughs> it was a wipeout. You you uh, walk down onto the beach, and it's not it's not sand. It's these like pebbles. almost like teeny little pea gravel, like river ro- like river gravel. Oh, small. So you you step on it and you sink like into quicksand. it. So you know when these guys jumped out, you know they were. It was like they were in full full running, but going. Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> kind of right. Like and up, and up then and then when the the tanks and you know vehicles came off, they just got buried there. They couldn't even move. So it was like a complete disaster. It's quite surreal to see the images of today of those locations and what it was like back in the day, and and how it's you can't imagine what happened there. It doesn't look like that happened there. No, it it it's. I mean, it looks beautiful now, but the thing is, it wasn't at that point, right? Right. And then just to, what they went through as a result of that. Like here, there's yeah, there's today. Yeah. And that's what it was. I know. Right? Different time. It's crazy. It's crazy. So with the Reynolds for Heroes, the guys and the girls, they come back and they need help. And, and you guys got to vet them. You got to make sure everything's fine, then try to figure out what what help they do need. Yeah, I mean, and usually it. When I first started this, I thought, you know, I thought I, I had these big grandeur ideas that you know we're gonna go build a you know great house for these guys and everything else. And then I finally realized, and it's, it's it's not what it is. One guy might just need a deck. He just might need a ramp. He just might need a you know, patio door cut where he lives now and out onto a deck with a ramp so he can get out. And that's it. That's all they want. And when you give that to them, you see the the joy and the... It's like giving them a brand new house. But that's all they needed. Correct me if I'm wrong, because sometimes I get this wrong, but... Our military or our government, you know, when you're injured, you only get so much money. Yeah. And that might only do half of what you need. We started this to bridge the gap. The examples I usually give, let's just say a guy has lost both his legs, guy or woman has lost both his legs. You know, he comes home, he's got to get upstairs. So we, you know, the government will redo his bathroom on the main floor but that's all the money they have for it so how does he you know when he crawls up the stairs every night because his prosthetics don't work that great and he gets in the bed and then he has to go to washroom in the middle of the night well the washroom upstairs isn't set up for him what do you do i mean this is what i mean by bridging the gap so we'll come in and take care of that for him or do, do whatever it takes to make his life as as close to being normal again as you can possibly do. Are you gentlemen getting involved with the government and trying to get more assistance from them, or is that just an uphill battle that is not going to happen? I'll let you guys answer that one. <laughs> I or is that not, a, that's it's, a pretty up, it's pretty uphill. It's pretty uphill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's... Uh, uh, My the, mentality is that you have service people that went out and, and gave up for the country and for us and they return, we should be given everything we possibly can to 
to help this individual. That's just my simple mentality on this. So my take on that is they go away and serve us. When they come back in their time of need, we serve them. We serve them. Yeah. Period. That's how it should Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be a question. If we can do it for everything else and everyone else, we can do it for our own people that have yeah. come back and that have... But like you said earlier, Jim, there are some people, and it's human nature, to take advantage. Yes. And that's why we have to have all these checks and places in, in, in place. And it does, it takes a long time to get through the system itself, VAC or uh, all this stuff, because it is an insurance policy claim that oh. you're kind of doing. It's, it's an insurance, it, it's based on the insurance. And, and they know when you sign up and we sign our insurance policy, right? The system that we did when we were, I don't know if it's changed since we were in, there's a number on everything just like an insurance policy. And they know you're going to go off to overseas and possibly lose a limb or come back uh, not quite the same. They have to deal with them and they have to have all these checks and balances. And there are people that will take advantage of that. And I've seen a few. I've seen, not, we, not, anyone, not anyone that I've served with, but I know of. It. We've had it happen. Even through they, our... They've come yeah. to you guys. Yeah. And then they were discovered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. trying to once we vetted it out. Because yeah. I mean, I'm speaking right. to you. wanted to build his house to rent out. The, right. That was one, oh yeah. really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, that's a little. That was for profit. I mean, profit. we always yeah. the basic thing that Jim and I. I mean, when when I came on board, Jim said it's it's the need, not the want. We all want our kitchen renovated. We all want our house repainted. We all want, you know, a nice car. For sure. Um, but it's it's got to go down to the basics of what you need. Okay. Now the government does take care of the majority of veterans and some of them do slip through the cracks because they don't know how to go through the system and the system is there in place to help them, but it's, it's difficult to navigate and you need somebody to guide them to go through. Yeah. And you know, now, and in, in when, when you first started 11 years ago, so we didn't have as many other veteran groups kicking around. There's a lot of other people out there that are helping them to navigate through the VAC system. Right. So you got to fill this line out this way. And it's, it is an insurance claim. Like I said, if you miss a line, it gets delayed and you got to send it back. So, and it's up to you, the individual to sort that out, not anybody else. Yeah. Right. And if you're, if you're not capable of going through that paperwork and you get frustrated with it, it makes it that much more difficult. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, I mean, look at it, you know, somebody comes back and they're already suffering from PTSD. How, are they supposed to do they that? They can't. They, they, it's it's they, difficult. Yeah. They yeah. can't. They can't. It's too emotional. It's too, it's, they don't have the patience to do it. It's too right. frustrating for them. How do you get, like, a, I'm speaking to you gentlemen, and I'm thinking, I want to volunteer. I want to help out, and, and, and where can I go to, to, to kind of sign myself up so I can volunteer my time well, to you, be you a part go of to it? The, go to the website. A lot of people do, and when they hear about it, everybody, you know, would like to, to jump in, but... Uh, yeah, you can go on the website, sign up, and say I'm interested in helping, and then we'll, we'd call when when the time comes. I mean, Mike works for for the Carpenters Union, so we have a lot of carpenters. Like they have been a huge stronghold for us, and uh, you know, drywallers, the labor's union, everybody. They, I have. When I say I have, Reynolds for Heroes has a huge. <laughs> Not, crew. Yeah, well, a huge, a crew. huge crew who we can call on anytime okay and they come like they'll they'll go to 
anywhere Ottawa. across Canada. Yeah. And guys from Toronto, Canada, they'll yeah. all pack up. You know, hey guys, we got a 1,400 square foot deck we got to get done. Sure. Five or six will go up. Then there'll be another crew in the next few days. Just want to help. There's not, like, there's no money exchanged with these guys. This yeah. is just, hey. Everybody just wants to help. This is what we're help. doing. Let's just help. Let's just get this done. Yeah. Triple W, reynoldsforheroes.org. And IG, it's Reynolds for Heroes. And then we're talking with Dean at uh, fast-aidrescue.com. And then I'm going to get into We're going to get into where you guys got into after the service. And then Mike is helmets to hard hats from the, the carpentersunion.ca, right? So um, you guys tell us so a little bit about yourself. So let's wait a second. You keep saying that. Mike's with Renault's for Heroes. He's helping. Is he? Helmets at, yes. Okay. So wait. So Mike, you got a lot of hats here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's he right. It, so you've got it, Renault's it, for Heroes. you got the Carpenters Union. you got hard hats to helmets or yeah. helmets to hard hats. What else you got going on? Oh, I, I've, I've had to pack off a few other things too. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, uh, what's great about what's great about what we do? We've joined up forces with other foundations and charities to you know to to help do things too, right? Like it's a, it's a great little community, and we and that's one of the things that we actually want to do more of is start to get these all these other little foundations and and, and charities together because. I think together, we're even that much more of a force, right? That's how you move mountains, right? It's a team. Yeah. It's all teamwork. Yeah. Okay. So, gentlemen, after the service, how did you guys get into construction? Myself? Mm. Um, well, again, my, my grandfather. Jail. My, no, no, <laughs> jail. No, that, 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 oh, that we're was, going back to jail. You've got to join the trades or go to jail. <laughs> oh, that's why there's a lot of trades people. Okay, yeah. I get it. We now. were all going to jail at one time. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's kind of unique because um, in our family, my family, my, when my grandfather finished his service, he became a bricklayer. So he was always in construction. My father was in the reserves in, in, in England as well. They called it the territorial units in, uh, in England. And he was a carpenter by trade. And in the 60s and stuff, he, he couldn't get much work. So he immigrated back over to Canada here and took up his trade here in Canada. Once I got out, I guess it was just a natural thing to get into the trade as well. I, I actually wanted to be a police officer once I finished the service. But unfortunately, um, that wasn't, uh, wasn't going to happen. So I moved into, uh, and I won't get into the details of why that wasn't going to happen. Uh, <laughs> it's, that's for another show. That's for another show. <laughs> but anyways, um, and it wasn't because of going no, to jail. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, I, I, I talked to a friend of mine who I was in the Air Cadets before uh, I joined. And he said, the Carpenters Union is looking for, for guys to join. And this was in the... The mid 80s so the economy was just starting to pick up start again. to grow back up yeah. so uh, it was a perfect time and and i my first job was with pcl constructors um i did my entire apprenticeship with pcl um and then how yeah, was that experience it was great yeah it was phenomenal um and actually for the first 10 years i didn't even let anybody know i was an ex-military person i just went to work i just had to go to work uh i had a lot of things going on family-wise uh you know my mom and dad had a bad breakup um, it's life. Um, so I got out of the military, helped my mom for a couple years, and then she unfortunately passed away. Like I said, I just put my head and nose to the grindstone and just went to work and didn't think about anything else. I kept in touch with some really close friends from the military, but that was it. I didn't talk about it. I just carried on with my life. How were the trades then? Because we're talking 90s? Yeah, yeah, late 90s and into 2000, yeah. So how were the trades then when you were working with them? 
It was good. They were I, good. I, I had a I had a good time. I had a, I had a good group of people around me and helped. Um, and you know the organization has been great ever since. I've always I've never had any issues. So it was a lot of high rise work. Um, no, I was mostly ICI, okay. industrial, commercial, and institute stuff. I did a lot of. I worked on like the. I actually worked on the Air Canada Center when it was was first being built with PCL. Oh so, wow! Um, for a little while, then I got transferred off to other special projects. Eventually, I remember seeing that sign up there for the longest yeah, time until yeah, it finally changed yeah. the AC sign, right? Yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool. I brought my brothers down there when they had an opening house day for all the people that worked on the building, and we got to walk around and go through the dressing rooms for everybody before it opened because. Uh, you know, we're huge Toronto fans, so... One of the few buildings in the city that I still like because they kept part of the original post office uh, facade there. Yeah. And I was like, that's great. Instead of taking a wrecking ball to it and put that's something right. up and yeah. new, right? So my job when I was working there was to protect that facade. Oh, really? Yeah. So we had to very carefully get the zoom boom up there. How many feet did you have between the gardener and that? Like, not a, not a we lot. Had, we had the zoom boom, right? So <laughs> that can go and move around in different places. And we had a really high one to go up and down. So we had to drill little tiny holes into the, the mortar so that we can nail the plywood on because that's where the buckets of concrete were being lifted up over that wall to go in to pour stuff. They didn't want to damage the facade. And they actually had a family member from the original guy that did the stonework on that to come back and finish all those little points that we kind of... Pointing. Uh, all the pointing what, that he did. What are we... Limestone? Yeah. It's original all, limestone. Oh, it's beautiful looking at that limestone up there. Yeah. And I did that in January. It is a beautiful building. Yeah. And there was a lot of copper detail, I remember, as yeah. well, too, that yeah. got restored. That's right. Yeah. And it was in January. I remember doing that, and the wind off that lake was just Crazy. brutal because oh. there was no big condo buildings oh. <laughs> in blocking that. So we were sitting there like <laughs> vibrating up there. Come on. <laughs> Uh, so good stories, lots of good projects across the city. Uh, like I said, my, my career has been great with the Carpenters Union all the way through. So, Dean, over to you. Don't start with jail. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no, I avoided that and became, uh, like I said... Uh, well, I thought you served my, your apprenticeship in jail. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not at all. No, I, Can I you do that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, actually, when I, uh, when I retired... Uh, uh, wasn't a whole lot going on. I was like a, a house husband. Um, you know, I was like in my 30s, like late 30s, and uh, my kids were still in school. My wife was working, and I, I was a trainer in, a, in the military. That, that was my, my role. Was uh, uh, they, they, I did the job that nobody else wanted to do, teach first aid, you know, health and safety. That was the sort of thing. So uh, I did it, and I really liked it. So Whatever when health I, and safety we had in the military. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> So uh, yeah. I, I would assume that'd be top notch. Yeah, oh, the guy, right. the man. <laughs> <laughs> so well, uh, yeah, I, I just took that uh, that knowledge that I had, uh, and um, was just, it. it was yeah, yeah. I was doing it, doing it for uh, as a business. Uh, it was very small, you know, from my basement, and uh, I'd go doing uh, safety for organizations. And uh, one day, my wife uh, said to me. Uh, I don't like my job. I'm quitting. And I said, oh, my God. Now okay. I'm going to have to really <laughs> work. <laughs> on, the outside, on, the, uh, on the outside, I was saying one thing. But on the inside, I was in turmoil saying, oh, my God. Like, this is, it's real now. So um, Sink or swim. Put yeah. the mind together and uh, you know, went back to school. I uh, went to Ryerson. and took some health and safety courses. And then uh, uh, went full force. So, you, man. Yeah. 
This would have been when? Late 90s as that well? That was, yeah. Or mid-90s. 90, 90, 98, 99, oh. 2000. It was sort of a very fortunate. The, the Carpenters Union is, uh, has been one of my clients for, for almost that long. Mike and I knew each other, but we, we didn't really reconnect until about... 2000? Uh, yeah. Oh, 2000, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. One of the building managers there was telling me, uh, don't you know this guy, Dean Turner? He was in the military. And I'm like... I know Dean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, and then she gave me your number, and then we connected again from there. So, yeah. So the fortunate thing that we do now is that uh, we do a lot of the chief prevention office uh, uh, certifications, like uh, level one, level two, joint health and safety, uh, confined space, working at heights, and and then first aid was which, which uh, what I started with. So we, we've been very fortunate to have a, a great team to put together all these programs that we are able to help construction sites, uh, um, a lot of roofing companies and, um, and energy companies, you know, if they have to go uh, underground to, to provide them with the support, the supplies and uh, certifications that they need. So yeah, that's what we do now. Are we getting safer? No. I wish, I wish to say uh, you're yes. Not, you're not the first to say no. That's I, why I, I wanted I, to I ask like, the question. I'd like to say yes, but I, I'll say it this way. You can't fix stupid. <laughs> so people just do some. I'd have to agree yeah. with you, man. Dumb yeah. things out yeah. there. I okay, mean, so is it the older guys or is it the younger guys? That's a that's a good point, a good question, and I'm going to say both, Jim. Yeah, I'm going to say. I'd both. have to say both. There, I'd have to say both too. Yeah. There, there's some, there's some, uh, some of the old guys that have been doing it the same way all Stuck the time. Stuck in their ways. Yeah. Yes. But, but some of the younger guys that, that uh, just refuse to listen, they don't realize that you got a family, you know, you've got people that, that you go to work, you got to come home with all your bones, all your parts. And, yeah. you know, yeah. you got to think about uh, some of the activities. I would say if you do. had to actually pick a side, I would say it would be the guys over 50. But I'm also going to say young workers where an older guy was just going to say, do this. And there's hazards there that these young guys don't really know the hazards, right. and they're yeah, afraid yeah. to ask or to ask, yeah, to, yeah. to say no. But they can, you know, let them understand that they can say I no. No, I find it like I find it, Jim. You probably see this. Uh, like I just see blatant disregard. I just see guys cutting stone, not hearing, like not wearing but, the but proper. But see, that's what I'm saying. I, I see. It no, is. but young guys, old guys, I'm really? seeing, and then I can still go up to them and go, guys, just do me a favor, put on some earmuffs or something right yeah. a mask or something just do me a favor yeah like today if i see a guy walk on a job site with just running shoes he's off oh yeah. Yeah. right that's i just think that's a must I, and i know that these guys are the ones that are in those pristine clean pickup trucks that hop out in, in job sites and they just don't want to wear safety shoes because they're safety shoes yeah that's not a good enough reason for me no right? i did same thing turn around turn around go sorry put them on if they're not in your truck then mm -hmm. turn the truck around yeah but yeah, so it's not surprising to hear you say, Dean, that it's actually gotten worse. It's not getting better. Well, I, I see. I, I, I didn't know that it's getting worse. I think it was be getting better, but it's hard to say. I mean, I, I think uh, the younger guys think they're invincible. I think the older guys are thinking yeah. that they've survived this long, so they're invincible. So everybody thinks they're a bunch of yeah. superheroes. Which they're not, because it could be something really simple that could actually cause something very, very damaging. Absolutely. And also, it's, it, they don't, don't even factor in the fact that, what if you cause an accident to somebody else? True. Oh. Like, don't let that happen, right? Yeah. So now you've taken somebody else into a situation. And True. then, you know, 
Racing, but, racing but for time. The, you know, when I was working on, uh, no, it was called First Canadian Place at the time. Now it's BMO Tower. BMO. Oh, but yeah. I spent seven years working on that when I was in the trade. And, you know, going up to the 72nd floor and we're having lunch, you know, no windows, nothing. It's just a wire mesh going around the outside. Yeah. Like, the regulations have changed since then. Right? You know, <laughs> somebody gives you a push and you're, you're yeah. over. Right? Or slip on a banana peel slip and away you go. It's right? crazy, right? Yeah. I remember we were, so I was in the HVAC ductwork world, and our site steward was, we had this huge riser we were doing, and we were apprentices, so we were holding the Bolson's chair, right? And you had to go, we had to lower whoever is stupid enough to go down with <laughs> the duck sealer and you're high as a kite within 10 minutes because of the, the fumes of it. Because you didn't have a mask on. Didn't have anything. Right? Or nothing, yeah. So myself and a couple of other apprentices, three of us, holding on to this rope and our job steward was the guy on the chair. And he's down there. <laughs> and he's <laughs> saying in a way. And then all of a sudden this safety guy comes like, what do we know we're holding this rope right <laughs> the guy goes Jeez. hey what are you guys doing well you know the guy's down there he's doing the duct work and so i yelled down i forget what his name was say don don there's a guy i think there's a safety inspector up here ah oh, go tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks down he goes what we pull him up, high as a kite. And he's, like, I'm only, I don't know, early 20s? No, not even, because I was still a So I was still a teenager, like 19. And this guy, you know, from what I can remember, was probably 40 or something. $10,000 fine. And our company got $10,000 fine. Right then and there, huh? Yeah. That's a serious ticket. And we were in union, and he was tossed off the job. And tossed, he just tossed off the job. That was a PCL (laughs) job too, wasn't it? BMO? I think, no. I think it it was. Was it? But anyways, it does, regardless. So was it deserved? Oh, 100%. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's harsh, but it's deserved. I mean, I'm standing out. This is on another job. We weren't 72 floors up in the air. You know, it's up on a flat roof. It's snowing. I've got a round piece of duct going on the outside, and I'm trying to screw the hanger on it to hold it. And the Bosch drill that I had, <laughs> I'm, I'm laying one, my buddy's holding onto my legs. I'm leaning over. And we're wet. Oh my gosh. So you just get, okay, just take it, take it. It will take you about five seconds to get the screw in. So it's okay. (laughs) Get it in. Then we do two each, and then, okay, your turn. (laughs) If we ever got caught, like. But that's how it was done. That's how it was done. That's how it was done. (laughs) Crazy shit that you got away with. So when did you join Mike? Reynolds for Heroes? Probably about nine years ago. Yeah, yeah. About nine years ago, yeah. yeah. So they're very beginning. 
Yeah. Right, right close after the first year. So I think, yeah. Yeah, Mike uh, heard about us through, through uh, Chris Holenreich through Stanley Dewalt. Yeah, yeah, because he he did, he supplied a lot of stuff to the Carpenters Union, and by that time I was actually a business rep and uh, was on our special events committee. So I was dealing with Chris a lot of times because he would donate some tools for our apprenticeship contests, our golf tournaments, and stuff like that. And he he found out that I had served in the military, and he said, "You should get a hold of Jim Carrick. He he's started this new foundation called Reynolds for Heroes." And I thought, you know what? I'd like to get involved with that because I have this skill. I know a lot of people that would love to help people. And I, and I knew of, you know, people that were struggling and needed some help. People that I, I served with as well. And, and I helped them when I could, but didn't have the money or the backing and, the, and, and that to, to go full on and help people that way. So it was since then, it's been a great partnership with, with Jim and everybody else on the team. And, and then Gene joined a couple of years yeah. ago now. And well, yeah, it's been about four years. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess four years now. Four years. So, yeah. At, uh, yeah, and Mike recruited me. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so how many more on the board? How many more people? So we have uh, Paul Lobb, who's... Um, Vic West. Vic West. Yeah. Steve. Marsh. Yeah, Steve Marsh, who owns an insurance company. Business uh, insurance broker, yeah. Insurance okay. broker. Then there's um, Scott um, so Ringler. Scott. Ringler, yeah. yeah he's Scott a, Ringler. like at a marketing company. Okay. Yeah. And my brother. Okay. Who's goes out and he's retired, but he goes out and sees all the jobs, all the projects, and gets everything. This back. is the older brother. This is the older brother. The one my other the brother, Daryl. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, I was uh, waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he goes and like, he does all that whole vetting process and everything else. So because yeah. he loves that stuff, he's he's right into this stuff. So we have uh, Penny, uh, and then Penny and um, Jenny does the. Uh, is Penny on the board though? No, well she's well, the she's administration. Part of the, part of the yeah. team. Penny, Penny, yeah. has, the team. Penny has been with me from day one. Yeah. If we've got any service people listening right now and they're hesitant about contacting you, what can you guys say to kind of at least get them to contact you guys? What can we do? Because you guys have been there. You, you, you've experienced that. So how, how do you get that first step out there? Uh, probably the easiest would be um, just to go on, on, the, on our website and check out there. There's, there's a process. There's, you know, there's drop boxes and things you can click on um, to fill out an application to, to, so that we can get in contact with you. Um, uh, you can go on the Facebook, uh, um, and I believe there's some, some contact information there as well. Yeah. It'd be the easiest way. And my brother's phone number is right on the site, and right. yeah. he'll be more yeah. than happy to take your call. Absolutely. That's right. And just fill in the application, and it's really self-explanatory. And, then yeah. it, and from there, it goes in and then gets vetted, and then you'll get contacted. Yeah. Well, I wasn't thinking more about that. I know what you're asking. <laughs> oh. I mean, what, you know, how, how do we get uh, them like, to come forward? Yeah, how do we get oh. them to come forward? Like, I mean, think about when I was a teenage boy. How do you make that first move on the girl or something <laughs> like that? Like, you, how do, like, I don't know. I don't want to compare it to that, but, like, how do you if you've got something you don't want to speak to anybody you just right. don't want to speak to anybody yeah. like I, I said before i can't imagine what you guys have seen what do you experience or what others have so i can't even imagine how difficult it is to actually step forward so is there something that we can do or say that will help them come help, forward yeah not feel that they're looking for a handout because yeah. i feel that they do feel that way sometimes yeah again i haven't experienced anything like anything that you know you guys have and what you know they have but all i can say is just 
come forward. It, it's not a handout at all. It's no. something we want to do and we want to give back. Not out of pity, not out of anything like that. Just because, you know what? Pure gratitude. Yeah, that's it. We are Canadians, man. We like to help each other. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, all start, it is. Start like it's that. no different than helping your neighbor or, or somebody, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's some uh, some things that we've done, uh, a few of the vets, and as Jim uh, alluded to, uh, that really feel grateful. And I'm just thinking of uh, a work table, like something that's simple like that. Just making sure that the work table is down. The guy's in a wheelchair. Yeah. You know, he can't stand up. So lowering everything down so he's got a, a good level and the ability yeah. to uh, to do something that he feels some uh, satisfaction. Right. Yeah. See, here, here, so I think it's the same guy, and I won't mention his name, but here's a guy that was 30, I guess, or younger-ish. When he when he got he got shot in the neck, right? Yes. So he was paralyzed all the way down. Two kids, mm. and sure, he had a, a a new house, new bungalow. But that was it. There was no garage. There was nothing like this. And so he found out about him and he said, "What is your one wish that you, if we could do anything for you, what would you like? A workshop." So he built him this garage. DeWalt yeah. showed up with yeah. some tools. Yeah. The workbenches to be done. Yeah. The guy was in his glory. Yeah. yeah That's we, amazing. Yeah. We were able to get, I think, concrete donated to us. Yeah. We had cement finishers come out and and do the, the cement finishing. Uh, we had uh, a bunch of framers come out and, and start framing. framing. And that's, that's when Derval really got involved with us. Derval is one of my colleagues from the Carpenters Union who does a sponsored walk every year. Phenomenal. And, and, and raises pretty much $100,000 every year just in he that walk. alone. He just walks. Walks. What's, just, the, what's the walk called? Uh, it's just Derval's walk. Derval's walk. And he yeah. donates... Yeah, he raises. Wow. He's a raises fellow countryman, man. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's his, a pork his, chop? His, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 His, his, I can say that because I am. Oh, yeah. Well, his, his brother served in, in, in Africa and came back with PTSD. Mm -hmm. and, and at that time, and you know his story, his mother sent him to Canada, yeah. uh, Draval, to here so he wouldn't have to serve until all that draft stuff stopped. And so, that's, and yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Mike, but, that, yeah. but, but that's, that's commonplace, why, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's why Dorval is so into this because mm -hmm. he he says you know canada is the most amazing place and that's why he wants to serve yeah. these you know these soldiers who have made canada so great so he could live here you got to do this with Draval one time too yes we got to get Draval on okay that'd be amazing we'll, so we'll he's been doing it. this for how many years uh, about four years now this a lot, the but he's been involved He's been involved yeah, he before, did. and that's when he was on the volunteering team. And again, to, to finish off, he framed it up. We actually had another crew of guys that all the siding. We had another crew of guys come in and do the, the, the work. So basically what it cost Reynolds for Heroes at that time was just the materials. The material. And we got a good deal for materials from contractors. Central Fairbanks. Central Fairbanks. Was, was huge. Everybody stepped, stepped up. up eh? oh, oh, they, they Central Fairbanks has been awesome. Yeah, we hit it out the park. Uh, I still yeah. go. I was just in his garage the other day using his thickness planer <laughs> to, to move some stuff. And, and you know, and, and actually, we, we kind of partnered together, me and him. We, we've bought a CNC machine. We just haven't got it running yet. We're just trying yeah, to figure out. You guys made some of those 
Reynolds for oh. Heroes things, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Is that yeah, wood, wood lathe? Uh, uh, well, he has a wood lathe in there too, but he doesn't. Oh, he's got all the much. bells and he's, whistles. He's got all huh? the bells and whistles. And we actually had somebody when, when that was going on, um, uh, an older lady actually donated a bunch of tools to us. Right. She um, heard about she, it. She heard about us and what we were doing. And her, her husband served, I guess, and passed and had all these tools. Wow. And one of them was a lathe. And that lathe is still sitting in his, his wood shop, shop right now. And he has used it a couple times. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's a phenomenal guy. And he actually, they've just adopted another young girl. Wow. Um, was it two years ago now? Yeah. So, Jim, you got to get him on the show. We, we probably could get. These guys are great guys. Yeah. They're like, you know, they. they I would say most of them still stay in contact. Yeah. I mean, there's Mike Troner who, you know, really took it to a whole another level. I mean, we helped. He was one of our first jobs in the first few years, yeah, I think. Yeah, we did think. Jody Middick and then, and then Mike. Mike had lost both legs and he was living in Petawawa still. Petawawa. Yep. So we yep. went to his house and 1,400 square foot deck we built. So they gave him, so they didn't give him a house, but they built him a house, but then the money stopped. And he's got he, nowhere to step onto? He, no. There was nowhere to get out the back door. So yeah. if there was a fire, he's got one way to get out, out yeah. the front door. And that was it. Wow. So we went up. And, and he, no privacy fence either no for, pri- for any type of fence for the service dog he had. Service dog, yeah. yeah. So Valor. You know, we got, we, you know, we did all that for Mike and we stayed in touch with Mike. And then one day Mike says, you know, he goes, you know, I, I, I'd like to get into like riding a bike and it's a special bike that he worked with his hands. So he says, I can get a used one, but I don't have a whole lot of money. Would you, could you help us? So we had to kind of chat about it because you have certain rules that you can do if, but you know, we threw some money at it. He got this bike the way he went and then it went to, well, now I'm getting into rowing. <laughs> well, doesn't he go into the Evictus games? Yes. No way. Yes. 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 Wins all two gold medals. I thought he got all wow. three golds. Three golds, yeah. Really? In all three categories, he got all the golds. Yeah. Then he gets asked. Rowing by, and biking, too. Yeah. Rowing and, and then he gets asked by Olympic Canada, like. Paralympic. Was it the Paralympics? Paralympics but I thought he got asked by the rowers, like, with. All their parts. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. And then he went out and worked out with them for a little bit. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Well, because yeah, they, so didn't really, they didn't really have any disability program for rowing. rowing. Right, right. So he, that's right. He went that's, into okay. the, the, and he helped develop some of that yeah. program too. And of course, he was supposed to be on his way to uh, Japan for the Olympic Games this year, but we all know why. I'm not yeah. even going to say that word anymore because I'm sick yeah, of saying sick it. Sure. So <laughs> next year, hopefully. Uh, next, but next year again, yeah. he, he should be going. And and you know, he's been a huge advocate for for Reynolds for Girls oh, as well. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah. Well, you guys are directly related to him achieving like it all began. Well, yes. And There's no. a connection, right? It's a small connection. Yeah, but he's got a picture of. What's his name? The Prince? Kid. Prince. Oh, Prince Harry. 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 Prince Harry. Yeah, big. Giving him the goal. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's, 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 that's the, the heartwarming part right there when you see some of the veterans that you help and doing so well with their continuing on with life yeah. afterwards, even though right. um, they're not looking at it as a disability anymore. They're looking at it as a, oh, cool. Well, I've just got to deal with it. And just like us when we were in soldiers, we, we just moved on and, and we adapted and we overcame. 
Yeah. And that was that's embedded in us. We adapt and we overcome. Is that one of the biggest hurdles for you guys? Is that once the service is over that most of the service people think life is over? Some do. Yeah. Some do, yeah. Um, They're questioning where to go from yeah, here. Yeah. And, and with the program that I'm involved with now through the Carpenters Union with helmets, the hard hats, to, to assist them to get into great jobs. And, and this career that I've had for the last 25 years has been phenomenal. It's been a great ride. I've been one of the fortunate ones. But if I can assist everybody else to have even a part of what I have, then, then I've, I feel I've but done that, the right but, thing. But that would even, we're sitting here, we know a ton of contractors. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't we help some of these soldiers that want to get into the trade? We can, and I think a lot of will. doesn't have to go all through the union. It can no, go through no, us too, absolutely. right? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, you just have to go register on the program. I mean, uh, um, even Mike Holmes took a couple of guys. He actually, he poached them away from the carpenters union. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> you might want to edit that out. But, but he did. Mike's sharing a lot of names that we really don't <laughs> yeah, want to share. Yeah. So edit that out. No, no, no. <laughs> um, Everybody's but, good but, here. And he, he went off. I mean, there was two veterans that I signed up through Helmets to Hard Hats. And they, they moved on to go work with Mike on the show for a couple of years. And they got involved with Damon. And, and, they, and they're doing great. I mean, they're not involved in carpentry anymore. One is actually part of Canada House now. It's a, a veteran organization to assist veterans. And he's actually doing a walk from Collingwood from the 7th to the 9th, I think it is, to help raise some money for Helmets to Hard Hats to assist the program because he wants to give back to the community now. So he was in a dark place for a while, but now he's resurfaced and kind of so rising. He was like, suffering from P- he, he, PTSD. Yes, yeah. Right. He's, he's now rising up like a phoenix and he's back out there helping other veterans and saying, hey, look, you can get through this. And that's what I think our veterans need is seeing other successful veterans um, make the transition so that they can reach out to us to, to get that help that they need. And that's why we're here too in this board. And then there's Scott, right? Scott. What's Scott one? Casey. Oh yeah. Scott Casey, yeah, yeah, actually, Scott yeah, Casey with Military Minds. Um, uh, and does a, a, a rolling thunder, a, a rolling, bar- the rolling, rolling barrage, barrage. rolling it's barrage. A, that's it. What's mo- that? It's a motorcycle run from coast to coast. coast. It's the only one of its kind in Canada to do a coast to coast motorcycle run. Now, they were able to do it, but they were only do it this year in sections. So the people that like to do the cross-country part, they weren't able to do it, obviously, due to the, the magic word. word. We're, we're not going to say that no, word we're not going to say it anymore. The C we word. won't say the it. The C <laughs> word. You <laughs> can't say the C word. you got to put five bucks in the square jar. <laughs> I, I'm just going to add to that yeah. is that there's a lot of uh, veterans and uh, with the civilian life that the civilians don't really realize the value that these veterans bring to the table. It's true. You know, with uh, one, they show up on time, they're disciplined. There's a lot. Soft skills are, are huge. Yeah, there's soft skills. Hundred percent. I would I would say because when I when when Neil came to work with me years ago, he was like 21 or whatever, and he was he served over in, in England. He was trained in England, so he was like a Green Beret or whatever you want to call him, British. What do you call him? British Marine. He was a Marine, British Marine. So when he came and I and I you know I said say Neil like, what do you know? He goes look. I'll be here on time. Yeah. And I'll never give up. And I know how to kill people. I <laughs> <laughs> said, hired, man. Here. I need this money collected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's your back. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I tell you, man, it, that, like the the discipline and the work ethic that he had yeah. was unbelievable. It's there. It's but there. also getting yeah. getting along with other people. You know, and yeah. that's the one thing. I mean, yeah. just because you're, you're military doesn't make you like a the Hulk and, and mean. It's we have the power, but we don't have to use it. I find I find him like most people are like you guys, very low key. I had, I had a carpenter work for me, and I had no idea that he actually served over in Croatia. He, his parents made, no, he, he was 16 or 17 here, and he says, that's my mother country, I'm going back to fight. And he was trained and everything else as special ops, everything else. And a guy was like, worked with me for years and had no idea. His brother-in-law told me one day, he says, hey, you know, what Rob, you know, Rob served. He go, really? He says, yeah, he won't, won't say much about it. But he came, he came to, uh, to the gala one time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Twice, yeah. actually. I said, hey, Rob, Christ, just come, like, just as our guest. Yeah. Like, yeah. you served. He goes, yeah, but I did. I said, doesn't matter where you served. No. You served. You served. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, and, you know, just, like, going back to when, um, my brother and I were over in France and we're, you know, in these cemeteries and, you know, as we were, we were pulling away, I said to the, to the guy, I said, well, what, what cemetery is that? He goes, well, that's, you know, German cemetery. I said, oh, I said, well, stop. I said, oh, I'd, I'd like to see that too. He goes, really? I go, what's the difference? I said, you know, they're still human beings. Yeah. They were fighting for what they thought was right, just like we were, right? Or not we were, but our guys were. So mm -hmm. I said, you know, still it's, but it was the way it was set up. One cross, I don't know if you saw this. No. One cross, four guys. One here, one here, one here, one here. One cross was for four. Why did they do that? I don't know. They had all, all like the four names on. On the one cross. On the cross? Yeah, wow. like here, 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 here. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, like you see miles of these things. You just look down. Just like you see the white, the headstones, right? You yeah. just look down. It just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. Wow. Well, I didn't want to put a damper on it. <laughs> no, it's not a damper. I mean, I find it's it fascinating. It's, it's, it's a realization. It's, yeah. It's a realization. There's, there's a reason why we have history, right? There's yeah. a reason why this happened. And, and, and I think a lot of people need to still understand it. Like you still have to, like you guys all said, you're still sharing all this information. Like this history it, but, here. but do we share it? Do we share it in our I schools? I don't think we share it enough. I think it needs to be reminded and brought up. I don't think it's in the schools that much anymore. Well, Which most is of sad. schools, every uh, well has been in the uh, the past is that uh, uh, this organization called the the Memory Project, and what they do is they ask vets to go to schools right. and uh, yeah. senior centers, and just to tell our story, just to uh, mm -hmm. give the the youth um, some presence of what a military person is, and you know say a few words about uh, the experiences. Right. I mean, do when you, I went to school, I mean, Remembrance Day was a big day. 
It's still for, yeah. in school. Like yeah, there was a full assembly yes. and, and, and everything, but I don't think there is that it's much. It's not time. a national holiday the way it should be. No, I oh, think it's just that. a minute. That's all it is. That's right. I, I, would, I, I don't think I want to see it as a national holiday. I don't think it should be a national holiday because I would hate to see it turn into a commercialized thing. like Which it could. Yeah. Which it could. And it yeah. already started. I think it's more it, of a it, national recognized. Yeah. 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 Right? I, I would sooner... You know, you take your minute or two minutes or or if you're able to take the day off and go to the service, go to the service. But if you can't, take the two minutes to, to remind yourself of, of the sacrifices or if you can get yeah. the opportunity to go to Vimy, because that's like our, our hollowed ground. Um, that's kind of like the birth of our nation. That's the way we always look at it that way, right? Yeah. And, it, and it really is. It's, it's spectacular to see and just be there. To, to it see, is pretty, yeah, you know, it and, is and you think amazing. of, and you can see these, like we're in this room, and how high is the ceiling here? It's about eight, ten feet. Ten feet or something. Ten feet. There's craters still there that are bigger than this room. This wow. depth that are still there, and there's trees growing out of there now. It's crazy. Right? So that's that's how 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 you can think of it. And like like Jim said, you you can't walk in those areas because there's still ordnance there. Yeah. It's just it's so old. It, I mean, you see goats walking through here and there, but um, that's... Like it was only a couple of years ago, another one went off. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Two kids were farming. Yeah. Yeah. I still find it very interesting that service people still want to help out and give when they do actually open up and engage with people. They still want to be of service. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a sense of pride for our country. Yeah. Thank you for it's, saying that. Yeah. No, yeah, thank and, you. and I respect that quite a bit. You know, because I, I, like, I can't say enough what you guys have gone through, what we, you guys have seen, and yet you still want to help. You still want to be of service. You still want to help others. I guess That's one amazing. of it is because I can, Yeah. you know, yeah. and yeah. I'll do it as, as much as I can, as long as I'm able. That's... Uh, uh, that's, that's something that's important, you know. And yeah. it's, I guess that's from the upbringing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Can you imagine if we had an entire country like that, oh. where we would be on the world stage? How yeah. much prouder, bigger, well, better? Well, we used to be. We used to be the peacekeepers, right? Yeah, we would be the people well, that would come roles, in. Roles have changed over the years in certain ways. Now, where where peacekeeping um, has worked, but sometimes is not as effective as it should be, and now you have more peacemaking. Yeah. Peacemaking in smaller degrees and Dosages. more precise because our I think our Canadian Armed Forces and our American Forces all of them are have rehoned everything down to quite the the skill level. I mean, when you see our when we were in it was JTFs just starting off. Um, those guys were just amazing. The kind of stuff that they could do. And now it's Kansas Canadian Special Forces Operations groups that they go out and they work in smaller groups. And not just huge battalions of people like we used to do it. it just, they can do just as much damage as an entire battalion, really. How is Canada still seen on the global side? They're always wanted for UN missions all the time. All the even time, to this right? Day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they want us there because they know we get the job done. I mean, when you look at the numbers of the amount of Canadians that we had on, on Vimy Ridge compared to everybody else that went up, we took it, right? That's where the that's where the saying um, "stormtroopers" came from. Right? <laughs> it was, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. And Jim is known as the Obi Wan of construction. All right, <laughs> I just want to let you guys know that. What was, it? What was the other one you said? The Godfather. The, the Godfather God. of construction <laughs> and Obi Wan. Yes, of the Obi Wan's a new one in the last few weeks. <laughs> We're still trying to figure out who Darth Vader is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Where do you see Reynolds 
for Heroes going? Like, where do you guys want it to go? Well, here's Sorry, my Tim. vision before I can't walk or do anything anymore. I would love to be able to sit down with our premier, Dougie, and we our, can make that happen. You know that, right? I'd like to make that happen. We can make that happen. And with um, with our mayor, John Tory, because what would from, you say to these from guys? my understanding, and you know, right across Canada, there's about forty five hundred homeless vets on the streets, at least, and at, if not more, at least, right? Yeah, if not more. With all the yeah shitty buildings we have downtown that we're not going to do anything with. I'm sure we could raise enough money. We definitely have the building force behind us. And let's just start taking some of these buildings, getting them ready and get these guys off the street and get the help that they need. That yeah. would be my, whatever you call it. That's Dream my vision. And that would be, what's that? Dream come true. That would be my dream control. Yeah. yeah. Then, they, dream. then they can lay me down to sleep and I'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> you tap out after that? I tap out. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. But that's what I would love to do. That's a good one. Still trying to do it. And yeah. I mean, that was I, one of the originals. That was one of the original. That was always my, like I said, I had a big vision, but then I realized it wasn't the big vision that anybody wanted. But now that, you know, we've got this building force behind us and, you know, maybe that's it's probably a money issue. But I think if we, you know, everybody pulled their heads together, we could raise enough money, get these guys off the street. Help each and other just, out. And you know what? And just take it from city to city to city. Yeah, because we're not the only ones that has the situation, right? No. no. no, no all, the, all the countries, all the Commonwealth, everybody, I'm sure even... Yeah. Whatever other side, I think, so, I think somebody did it out out in Alberta. Did yeah. they? Did a little with little, the uh, tiny little houses, homes. the little homes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it worked. It was successful. I don't. I I'm not sure. This is just recent though. Yeah, yeah. like so last year. Know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they they turned sea containers into homes. Yeah. Basically, um, we have a contact for that, Jim. I remember I told you there was a guy that wanted to help us with that. Right. Right. Um, right. And there's another group of people that want to help us too through Carrie Lynn. And that uh, Silver Cross mother, um, what's her name? Uh, Nancy Sue. Oh, okay. She's already talked to the premier already to, oh. and, and to see if we can get some property to do that. So we need to talk to Nancy Sue. I'll talk to her next okay. week. I'll All talk right. to her after Remembrance Day. And we can I mean, but, but, you know, not even like the sea cans. Like, there's buildings downtown that there is. aren't yeah. doing anything. Yeah. All right. And there's probably some buildings that the city owns that aren't doing anything. It's just a matter of getting the people that are the people that can say yes to say yes. Yeah. Right. And then there's some more logistics behind that too. Obviously. Jim, right? So yeah. Yeah. we won't get into that on the show yeah. tonight. Yeah. Because <laughs> that'll yeah. be another. That'll be a different kind of segue, and <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden that'll yeah. just uh, 15 hours later we're still here talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I think that would be that would be great. That'd be great if we could do that. I think there'd be a lot of support for that. I don't know why oh, there I wouldn't so. be a lot of support, but I think so. Yeah. Be huge I think support. it's important. I think they should. And I think in the construction industry that you guys know and everybody else knows that yeah. we are there is a brotherhood here. We all 
get yeah. along. We yeah. all work and help each other. Yeah. Why not help these guys as well? hundred percent. They're part of it. Yeah. 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 And if we, you know, and, and again, if we can, if we can uh, get these guys in the trades working, yeah. like I said, half the battle's already won. Right. They're going to show up. They will. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them don't even realize the soft skills that they have. And that's what part of that program with the Helmets to Heart, it does. It shows them and helps them develop their, their resumes and, and, you know, to, to interview properly and stuff like that so that they can get into the workforce after. Big skills. Afterwards. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good for you. Yeah. I think construction nowadays is past the point because I, I'm sure, Jim, the, when you got into it, it was more of that fallback job. And you guys probably had the same kind of stigma attached to it where it was that just go be a tradesperson, just go be a tradesperson, that'd be it. But I think now it's actually, I, I legitimately call it a career. I, it's totally a career. 100%. I, since day one, I've called it a career. It's not a fallback, it's a career. So if you can get a military or a service person come in, they have the mindset already to absorb that knowledge and actually excel at it. Yep. Right. Well, and, and, and the hand skills, I mean, yeah. let's face it, right? You're... Guns this, tooling that, you know, <laughs> God knows what else you're doing. And then different set of tools, different set of tools, different right? set of tools. That's yeah. all it is, right? Changed, traded a hard hat, a, hel a helmet in for a hard hat. Throwing that plug. And what do they call that? Like? Helmet star. Helmet star. <laughs> hard hat. <laughs> so how many other, so you got how many, you got three of them. No. So you're part of the board with Reynolds for Heroes. Yeah. You're also part of the Carpenters Union. Yeah. You're also part of. Helmets to hard hats, and then you've got the safety. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm also part of uh, one that's called Treble Victor. And uh, what we do, these are veterans that uh, now have transitioned out of the military, and we help other veterans that are trying to get jobs. And uh, you know, some of these guys have done very well. It was started, uh, I guess, about 10 years ago by a fellow named Mark Walden and Don Ludlow and a few other guys. Right. Uh, they're RCR, uh, Royal Canadian Regiment uh, officers with, uh, in my battalion. Actually, I served with Mark, who, uh, you know, rest his soul, he passed away a few years ago. Uh, but he had a vision of, of having an organization that helps veterans that are transitioning into the workforce and, and educating civilians to un understand a little bit more about what vets can offer to the workforce as well. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them have done very well as executives into the banks, uh, into constructions, our PCL. Uh, there's a number of organizations uh, that they help, that they are now part of the, uh, the infrastructure. So yeah, and I sit on that board as well. Um, well good for you. Very nice, it's yeah. great. Yeah. Again, have, you, have you guys had a chance to help a woman? What do you mean? A female service person? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I wasn't sure. So, is yeah. there somebody out of that group? I'm that... meeting up with a new one through the program next week. Okay. Great. In Hamilton. In Hamilton. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. It's good. It's all good. Jeez. I still shake my head. You have the opportunity to help a woman. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> We're soldiers. No, no, no. And, and through the program. No, just yeah, through yeah, the program. Yeah, got it afterwards. But at the yeah. all, all through Reynolds for Heroes? Yes. Like a um, woman. Oh, so yeah. That's what I meant. Oh. No, no, no. Not in general. You guys, are, it doesn't matter. Like tall, short, black, white, yellow, whatever. Oh, female, man. male, it doesn't matter. You guys help. That's what I mean about the service. But through Reynolds for Heroes, I don't know. Have you guys had an opportunity to assist yeah, a woman? Um, your friend. Yes, we did. Sorry, there was one out in um, oh, out in the West Coast, uh, East Coast. Sorry, it was Kate. 
Yes. Kate, um, she actually was doing a walk right across the country in support of veterans with PTSD. Okay. And, and when she got home, her, her roof had leaked and it caused a lot of damage within the house. So she reached out to us. I reached out to the Atlantic Council out there and the Carpenters Union, and they just went in and fixed it. They didn't even get any money from Reynolds for Heroes. They just went and did it. Good and then for them. When time she came home, it was around Christmas time. They put her Christmas tree up. They fixed everything. Oh, and it's wow. like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it was awesome, right? That's brilliant. So that's heartwarming. I'm trying to think of who the other one. There, there, you're absolutely right. There was a second one. I can't think of it right off the top of my head. I've met her. But there's so an application she's, she's that's in there. There's an application help. in now. She's been out to help a few times, work the booth. Are women that. a lot easier to come forward to, for the assistance, or men? Or are they the same? I think it's about the same. Yeah, the same. Yeah, the mentality is the same. You know, you, you're trained that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, me personally, I think females are a lot tougher than men. I think a lot of men, they may think that they're tougher, but I think females are tougher than men, most. I don't know if I want to pick a fight here or anything. No, no. I, I, would, I would say, and again, I'm not in the military, but just what I know of women, they can withstand a lot more pain. Than That's where I was headed yeah, with it. Yeah. Like, we are wimps Total. to some of the pain that women can handle. I'm, I don't know. And that's why I, yeah. I just, we look at our moms or our sisters and, and like, they, they are tough. Yeah. They are tough people. Yeah. Right, so Absolutely. I just figured, and then you put them in the service. You guys go through the same training. Mm -hmm. They become tough people, right? So then they come back and they need that help. So are they the same kind of mindset? I don't want this help. I don't want to. I don't. No, 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 no. But then you got to come forward and uh, I want some help. I want to. Yeah. I want to yeah. get some help. So it's nice to hear a story where they came in and yeah. just yeah. fixed it and put up yeah. the Christmas and got it all going. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I can imagine her face seeing this, and yeah. she's really, really pleased. Right. And all of a sudden, her life is turning, and it's becoming better. Yeah. And it's yeah. those little things, and we all appreciate those little, little yeah. things. So if if we can do something, or it's they can come forward and ask just for that little bit of help. Like a deck, like you said, Jim. Like a little thing. Simplest it does, it doesn't have to be a full-scale rental. It yeah. could be something simple. It's a, it's a, yeah, simple. You know. So I got a question. So do you think? And I think I know what the answer is. The wife of a of a military guy, or the husband of a military woman, was injured, and they come home. Does your significant other or can they suffer from PTSD with just going through with the withdrawal the right. absence the like I remember one guy we, we did we did things. some work for out in Edmonton oh right remember him yeah and I remember him saying he go I'll just I'll just say my hands up right now yes 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 they right? do feel I would uh, say yes, too. Well, yeah, he, he actually said his whole family. Like, yes. I, I can see that. He said, 100%. I left with all my limbs. I came back with no legs. He goes, my daughters didn't know what. How do like, you know? It's heartbreaking just yeah. thinking about it. But yeah. The, so they would have to. It's PTSD like, uh, as well. As well, result, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just a different, came from a it's, different it's, direction, right? You think of the family unit that you have. That's we all exactly suffer it. the same. If, if one of us is suffering, we all, we suffer. all suffer. We 
we all mm. suffer. I mean, um, look at the kitchen that we did for Wayne. Yeah. How much that helped his family. It was huge. Here was a man that was going through really bad PTSD as well. And, and we, we redid his kitchen for him. And they said, you guys just don't understand how much this changed our life. Yeah. He couldn't, sim- he couldn't do a cup of coffee for himself right. without really? losing it. Wow. Yeah, like he would just lose his mind. That's not the worst case of guys no. too, right? So when you think of the whole one person in your family is, is ill, we're all ill, right? And that's kind of the way I think I look at it myself too, Dean, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe you do too. And when somebody in our family is, is somebody we've served with and we see their suffering, we want to help them, Yeah. right? We weren't able to help a, a lot of other people in the past. I mean, we both know people that, that were homeless and died on the streets. We know other people that have died in other circumstances, un, under the, not under their own control. And, but there's nothing we can do to help them, but we can help their families too, uh, because they're suffering still, right? So. so how many think actually once they get back and they haven't, I mean, it's obvious it's mental health issues, PTSD, like how many have taken their own lives because they just... The Good. number is past what we've lost in Afghanistan. Well Juicy. past it. Juicy wow. is, well right. past it. Yeah. yeah, they can't deal with their own. Yep. It's well. It's past hard. It. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, just to think. And of we don't know. We don't ever it, if, yeah. because they disappear, right? So yeah. they. Well, it, some it, of the strongest guys I know. It, you it know? breaks our entire heart when we hear of a, fr- a fellow f- uh, person we've served with has taken their life. Hundred percent. If I can, if I can it. prevent that in any way Absolutely. by helping renovate their house or helping them get a job or um, just being there to say, "Hey, I'm here," yeah. then that's what I'll do. And I know Dean will. Absolutely. I know Jim will do it, and so will Daryl. And you too, Manny. I know you would too. No, I just, Mike. You know what? How we I'm, are. Maybe you know if you don't want to talk about this, but you did help somebody yeah. that was on the verge of. Yeah. And you yeah. got there and saved their life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or prevented it. Prevented I it. I wouldn't say I would save them. I prevented them. That person went on a couple other times, but hasn't successfully continued on. She's still with us today. Yeah. And I, I hope she's in a better place now. Um, it's actually a guy that I was in the Carpenters Union with. His wife served, and uh, he was a police officer in New Brunswick for a while. We were partners on a job site, and that's how we got introduced. And she called me up one night, one afternoon, saying, look after my husband. And I'm like, I kept her on the phone as long as I could. I had my wife call the ambulance so that they can get to the house as quick as they could. I kept her talking and talking. And um, when they reach out like that, I don't think they really want to continue. They're, 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 they realize they've made a mistake, and they're reaching out to, for, for help, help. For yeah. help at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. Do you guys know who started the Highway for Heroes? program that whole thing how did that get started i don't know is, uh, i didn't research this so i don't know no um so i've been i've gone on a few of the rides okay oh you mean do you mean the the highway hero ride the ride or why they named all the highways no the the, the high, why they named it why they did the whole ceremony because there was a lot of americans that didn't even realize that we did that as a nation we did that when we had we, a fallen soldier because I'm just trying to remember back Back well, in the day when the guys were being brought back yes. um, to Trenton, yeah. to Trenton yes. and then they had to come on the highway. On the highway, yes. and that's, yeah. uh, that's where people were going on the yeah. bridges. Correct, yeah. And yeah. starting to... Uh, and I'm just wondering who had the foresight to do that, because yeah. that actually made the global stage. Like oh, that, huge. Canada was recognized Brother, for that. I told you, I, like, I went and did a ride with those guys. Yeah, the Highway Hero ride. The yeah. Highway Hero ride, and there was probably... 
I don't know, 2,500 bikes. Wow. That's huge. And, and he, you know, the guy that organized it goes, Jim, you come up, up at the front with us, right? So I was like, you know, fourth or fifth bike. I'll tell you, man, I, when, when I was, when we were riding and every, and it was just us riding, like there was, you know, it's just, it was just for the highway heroes to raise awareness and money. They were on the bridges with the flags. There was military on the bridges saluting us. I'll tell you, I was like, like I had tears in my eyes and what a feeling like it was just, it was the nation surreal. that you were in yeah. and you know, the like fire trucks, people lined, they, they knew we were coming and like we were the military. Like it was, it's what we're doing. Just in support. Just, just in support. support. That's all it was. It's crazy. Yeah. Are you looking it up there, Dean? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of technology. Techno- yeah, yeah. Google that. <laughs> he doesn't know how to get on Instagram, but hey, he's got. <laughs> no, because I, 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 that's very respectful. Whoever started that, how he got started, and and everything like that. I think that was important that Canada as a nation decided to do that, and then everybody. Yeah, the started. U.S. had no idea we did no. it, and then they then go, they got wind of it, and then they were like, "Wow, we you, you guys do that?" that. Yeah. Every time there's a fallen soldier, yeah, 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 and that's a big thing. But it's still a shame. It goes back to the people that are homeless and they disappear and they fall through the cracks and everybody's trying to do something for them. So I do want to take a minute of silence for these individuals, if we 100%. can. Yeah. Thank you for the service. Thank you. Thank you. 
So this has been a really interesting talk, Jim. I'm glad that you brought this up. I've always wanted to do this. I want to get more information about this. I want to meet more individuals like you guys. I don't have a negative. I have nothing but positive and respect for anybody in the military service. I think Canada could do better. Like I'm talking about the political side of things. They can do better. They should sure. do better. And I think honestly, Jim, I'll help you. Let's start knocking on Mr. Ford's door and Mr. Tory's door, and let's start knocking on. I got no problem bringing a sledgehammer and start knocking on those doors, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, then I could have my own jail story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. but uh, avoid avoid jail. Go join the army. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we Young go. Guys. Yeah. So we do have one last segment, which I actually forgot to do with Steve. I've got this little questionnaire thing that we just ask at the end of the show. Jim's been through this. I don't know if you guys got wind of this, but it's no. just, it's 12 questions that are kind of construction related. And I'll ask both you guys and you can just chime in. What would uh, your favorite construction word be? Get her done. <laughs> I'd agree with that one. <laughs> what is your least favorite construction word? There's no overtime today. <laughs> you just got to get her done. <laughs> Any thoughts? For me? Yeah. The least construction? I can't. Can't. Oh, yeah. Ah. can't. Yeah, I hate that too. I just... What turns you on, guys, in construction? Concrete. Concrete? Concrete. Concrete. <laughs> what, just pouring ah. it, smelling it? No, it's, it's actually the, the smell of nice wood. Yeah, good, nice wood. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he left it open, man. <laughs> no, you thought like that, Jim. That was you. That was you. Yeah. That's on you. I would say that's you, Jim. <laughs> what turns you off, guys, in construction? Too much overtime. Too much overtime. A mess, really. Yeah. yeah. yeah messy like sites. A disorganized mess. What is your favorite curse word? could be on its own or in a sentence. And you don't have to blurt it out, but... My favorite? Favorite. <laughs> the standard one? <laughs> the go-to? The go-to? Yeah. I think it's everybody. The go-to? Yeah. What what construction sound or noise do you love? Oh, the, the whine of a skill saw, man. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Go with that. Cutting that wood. <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you hate? Jackhammer. <laughs> Jackhammer, right? <laughs> really? Yeah. Does that mean somebody made a mistake and you had to take it out? <laughs> oh, cool, Mike. You know what my answer for that one is? Silence. Silence. Oh, because oh. nothing is going on. Oh, yeah, on, yeah, that's... yeah, I like that. What profession other than your own would you guys like to attempt? But, I mean, you've got two professions now behind you, right? Mm. And more. I'm, uh, you know, I, I think I'd really like to be a, a travel agent. It, come it, from. I don't know, Jim. I was just thinking about the beach, man. I was thinking about the beach. I'll and do all these. those free trips. <laughs> well, a cruise. Good thing you have a good job now because uh, as a travel agent, you wouldn't, you be, wouldn't doing be doing, doing well all right that now. well right now. That's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what profession would you not like to do? I'd say a mortician. A mortician? Yeah, I wouldn't want to be a mortician. Yeah, that's not a fun job. No. Uh, I wouldn't want to be a waiter. Yeah. A waiter. Yeah. What is your favorite vehicle? Could be my, anything. My Dodge Ram. <laughs> Dodge Ram, yeah. and and then you got a bike. Yeah. What bike? I've I've got a Honda. Oh yeah. yeah I got a Honda. He just got it. A big boy. <laughs> yeah. So Not we'll yet. we'll Not forgive yet. him right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Do you ride many? I ride. I ride an Italian, though. Oh, I'm not the hardy boy. I got a Ducati Monster, oh, an older nice, one, 99 nice. one. I had, right. an, I had a Ninja in Germany. Oh really? ZX7, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, which vehicle do you guys 
hate. Ambulance. Yeah. And the last I hate, one. I, hate, I do hate to see the orange. Like yeah. The orange ambulance, because you know that that's... Something uh, is yeah. not good. Yeah. That's not good. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? <gasps> Wrong place, son. <laughs> oh, that's what you don't want him to hear you say. No, well, you know, if you go there, Mike, it's uh, not going to be fun. You want to go downstairs? Huh? You want to go down? Right? He, he wants to go to the party. He wants to go to the party. Uh, Any thoughts, Mike? Crazy, um, it's crazy. I don't know. No, I haven't really given that much thought. Not there yet. No. Thank you very much, guys. Honestly, great yeah. meeting you guys. Great pleasure. talking to My you guys. Pleasure. Thank thanks, you so much baby. for sharing. And, and Jim, thanks so much for, for setting this up. Oh, yeah. no problem. Anybody Mike, out there? Thank you. Trade people, contractors that want to help out, give up, you know, give some time. You know, www.reynoldsforheroes.org. On IG, it's Reynolds for Heroes. And then also, Dean, you've got www.fast-aidedrescue.com. And you also still offer services to help people for safety, health, and... Absolutely. That's, right. This is what I do. So feel yeah. free to give a, give a call out. Reach yeah. out to me. And, uh, we can know. never have too much safety on the site. Yeah. Right? Will you and, come to the site, too? Well, guys? that's what we do. Yeah. Actually, we have on some site? consultants that do go on site to do training when, when you need, especially small jobs. Uh, we can help. So yeah. please go on the website and check it out and sign up and then make the request. And then, Mike, you're with uh, Helmet to hardhats.ca, also part of the Carpenters Union, yeah. also part of... Reynolds for Heroes. Mostly part. Pa- mostly part. Of, <laughs> primarily, then secondary, then third, and so on and right. so on. Don't let my boss hear you say that. No, but I meant that with I'll give. helmets to hard hats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're but, more of a Reynolds for yeah, Heroes. Yeah, yeah. No, I just assist the people going through the program, that's for sure. Well, Mike, yeah. Mike is, he's very instrumental in, in the, uh, the Reynolds for Heroes. I, I mean, Huge. Yeah. Like Mike, I Mike. give him like tons of uh, kudos. Uh, yeah. Keeping it all together, keeping me informed as to what's going on, and uh, and really being a backbone of the organization. So, Mike, yeah, thank you. I'd say you know what, between my brother and Mike, they, I don't. Do You're that. just a pretty face. Um. I came up with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you because I know that the last gala just made it before the c word oh, yeah oh yeah just made yep. it but what's the plan for next year i don't know we got to think of something we're gonna have to do are you gonna do a virtual one because i don't think these virtual things are working for any of these trades you know, i don't know i don't know we were just talking about you know my girlfriend and i are actually talking about instead of definitely not having a gala but we could still have a gala night for each couple we're thinking of somehow like whatever the date would have been in february we're gonna try to come up with some kind of a gift i you know idea with a maybe a charcuterie board nice bottle of champagne and instead of paying you know 250 you know for a coming to the gala for a dinner all that how about paying 250 for this you got a nice bottle of champagne and a bunch of cheese and meats, and you just have your little gala at home. I like that with your with your wife. I do like that celebrating. Yeah, heroes for heroes. Yeah, that, that could good. work. Yeah. yeah, something like that, along with whatever else we can do. Yeah, I do like that. So that's February. So we usually have it in fe- usually mid February. We had it late last year. But it's the, you know we needed that because of the venue. We went from what did we have the year before? We had 
just five, just, just over five hundred. Just other over five hundred, and then wow. we and we we hit seven. We hit over, over seven hundred. We we yeah, over so, oversold. And then so who do we have? Who came? Who was that came from the military again? I keep um, forgetting. We had the brigade RSM uh, Stu, Stu Hartnell. Hartnell. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Was was our guest uh, and speaker? And fantastic. Speaker. And two years ago, we had and, uh, we had the chief of defense staff, uh, Mr. Vance, uh, attend. General Vance, um, who who we both served with as yes. well when oh, he was wow. a young General captain Vance. and not a general. Yeah. <laughs> he was my platoon commander. So he's like the commander, right? Yeah, he's yeah, he's actually retiring defense. this year. Yeah. Chief of defense staff. Yeah. Yeah. And he was he was brilliant. He sat at and I get to sit with all these guys, and I never know. Well, I just don't know what did like they come out with all these acronyms and they're doing this and that. And like, <laughs> I, you know, I said to my brother, "Why don't you sit here? You know all that shit." I, but no, no, you're the started it, so you yeah, have to sit yeah. with them. Well, you're right? the face. You have I'm to the be face. there. So, but the guy was him and his wife were brilliant. And he, when he got yeah. up and spoke, unbelievable speaker. Yeah. yeah, and he even took a shot at the the government. Yeah, about yeah. what they're not Absolutely. doing doing for it. Good for him. Afraid. Good for him. Yeah. And one thing I'll re always remember that his wife said, Joe was sitting there with me, and she goes, I have been, I go to a lot of these things. She goes, this is the first one that I've ever seen everyone so, like when the, the speaker is so heartfelt and everybody in this room is all together and like she goes, it was so heartfelt listening to the whole thing, listening to everybody, seeing how everybody interacts. She goes, I will never forget this. And I thought, you know what? That wow. I said, I told my brother that. I go, Harp. I said, do you think this was this is something, right? To get to hear that, right? Because yeah. we don't hear anything. No. I mean, we'll go back to remember that dinner we went to years and years ago, um, Fort York. Oh, geez. Were you there? No, no it was no. Daryl and I went. Yeah. So there's all these guys that are all dressed up in their red tunics and they got all this stuff going on, right? And it was, most of them were with TPL. And we were just fairly new, right? And uh, so we got asked to go to the dinner and the guys are all talking, talking. Then we finished dinner and everything else, kind of all just standing around having a drink. This guy comes up, and I forget his name, big colonel or something. And he works for Scotia Bank. You you will know who he is. That was the that was the red hackle. That was the red hackle dinner. No, that, that was no. it was the Robbie Burns dinner, and that was um, yes, Mr. Blake, right, of so, AGF. Yeah, <laughs> my brother and I are standing with a drink, and this dude comes up, and I call him a dude, so he's probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a more formal name for him. But he goes, hey, so who are you guys with? And we go, oh, we're Renos for Heroes. And we don't think anybody would even know who we are, right? Because we're fairly new. And he goes, Renos for Heroes? He says, I heard about you guys. He goes, you really get shit done. And I looked at him and I said, hey, I like that. <laughs> so... On the back of our hats now. Yeah. <laughs> so we have, we get shit, shit done. done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, on, it's been on our staff. That's yeah. where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was Mr. Blake at the, at yeah, the Blake. Robbie Burns dinner. It was at yeah. the 48th Highlanders Sergeants and, and Warrants. That's right. And my first yeah. haggis. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in your last gym? In my last. Yeah. <laughs> Not a haggis fan? No, man. No. I'll eat that all day long. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some seasoning on it. It's all right. Oh, so you guys get shit done, huh? Apparently. That's good. <laughs> See, no, you got to come. You know what? The next round, you got to come out and see. Of course, I want to come out. Mike rounds up his troops and brings all these carpenters out, and yeah. So Dorval is one eighty three. No, not him. No, look. Oh, he's uh, ten thirty with the carpenters union. Ten thirty. Yeah, yeah. But more into subdivision stuff, right? Is uh, that residential that? sector. Residential sector. Or residential yeah. sector, yeah. yeah. Um, he he was with Layuna at one time. Yes. He was. Yeah. But what is he? Has he moved up now? What is he like? Um, he's one of our coordinators for 1030, yes. Okay. Okay. Got all these guys. There's lots of guys. Because you guys What's get... La Labor's Union is 183? Uh, 506, Layuna. Yeah. Layuna. 506, 183 is their residential sector, yeah. Right. And what's drywall? Same? Nope. Nope. Where do the numbers come from? Uh, it's the number of the, the locals or how old the local is. So the lower the number, the older the, yoke, the union. So we're local 27. Oh, wow. We're one of the original six charters. Local 18 is um, one day ahead of us or two days ahead of signing a charter for, for the Carpenters Union. And then uh, number one is in Chicago, and I don't know the no ones in between. It doesn't go... So the, so lo local is for North America. Can yeah. you say number one is in Chicago? Chicago. That was where it was incepted there. Uh, Mr. P.J. McGuire, a founding father for the Carpenters Union over 140 years ago. Wow. And here in Toronto long. is 27. Yeah. And Hamilton is local 18. Well, we have five or six other locals, or no, seven or eight locals within the province of Ontario. Yeah. And how high have we gotten? Like, what are we, not getting to four digits, are we? Yeah. yeah. Four digits, yeah. really? Yeah. That young? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You going to start one, Jim? I was local 30. Oh, so are you allowed to start one or no, you can't start one? No, I don't one? know. Is what would mine be? Local one? I don't know. <laughs> what would I even got? I don't what would know. Be? I don't know. Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> <laughs> local Obi-Wan. Yeah, love it, Obi-Wan. Obi <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, sorry. on that note, thank that's, you very much, yeah. guys. All Honestly, right. really appreciate it. Me and you guys and talking and everything. And thank you again, yeah. Jim, for this. Thanks. And thank uh, you. we'll see everybody on the next episode. So we'll see what we're talking. I think we'll, at that point, we'll talk to Dan or we'll get Darren or we'll get somebody. I got Dan next week. Perfect. We'll yeah. talk to Dan and we'll, we'll get some more. Oh, and I totally forgot. I mean, I've got to do a shout out to Jim Carrick at follow him. Have you been getting new followers? I, got, I don't know. I got 800 and yeah, There you go. So you're going to crack a thousand soon. So definitely follow Jim Did at you? Jim Carrick. Did you follow me, Jim? I, I did. Follow, <laughs> I follow <laughs> Dean, right? And then also follow his construction with Carrick Hall. So triple yeah. W Carrick Hall construction on IG as well, too. Right on. Thank you, gentlemen. Really All appreciate right. it. Thanks so Thank much, you. man. Thank you. Take man. care. Thanks.